What I'm listening to now, what well-known people have in their headphones, with the very fine artist Princess Chelsea today, Chelsea Nickel, the internationally successful singer, pianist, composer, who's about, about to embark on her Everything Is Going To Be All Right tour. Details of venues at the end of the conversation. It's been very much a comeback year for Princess Chelsea. We'll talk about why. Her album won the Tate Music Prize. Here's the title track from Everything Is Going To Be All Right. It's going to be all right. Yes, it is. Princess Chelsea Morena. Morena. There you are on the video for Everything is Going to Be All Right in a beautiful countryside like Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. 
that's exactly the reference I was going for. You seem to be very much at home. Animals seem attracted to you like sheep and alpacas and chooks. I love animals. And I love love nature. There was one mm. alpaca, though, that looked a bit left out and lonely. I noticed that. Yes, his head popped in in the corner of the frame <laughs> at some point. But yes, animals are great to film because you just don't know what they're going to do. That's true. Uh, although W.C. Fields said never work with them or children, I think. Um, in, in, your, in your song, Yulia, the video for it, because a lot of people will have seen the videos for your songs, there's a cat, a very good-looking cat, and very docile, as if, you'd, as if you'd drugged it with the glass of wine you're holding. <laughs> yeah, that's Winston. Um, rest in peace. Um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it's part of life. Death, <laughs> um, but yeah, he he's just, he was just always like that. Um, he was pretty old by the time I made that video, but um, I I um, that cat was with me from when I was a child. Oh wow! And yeah, it was always used to being picked up and cuddled from a, a early age, so it was just very happy <laughs> to do whatever. <laughs> well, it's nice to hear about Winston. Okay, you had a huge taste of fame. Once with mm. the cigarette duet with Jonathan Bree, the two of you in a spa pool, an inspired idea, actually. And uh, Thank you. That, that went right around the world, uh, just millions and millions and millions of hits, didn't it? Yeah, it did. That was kind of maybe like a year or two after it came out, so maybe about 2013-ish. Um, and then weirdly enough, recently it's kind of done it again, like it's taken on the second life. Um, and that's through the platform TikTok, which I don't know a lot about. I don't have it. Um, but it's sort of reached a whole new generation and it's kind of even tenfolded what it did before. For people who haven't seen it, they have to see it really, but it's, it was Reminding me in some ways of Kimbra and Gotcha, you know, somebody that I used to know, that kind of deadpan approach to a song, <laughs> you know? I love that song. Yeah. Um, so it's a big compliment. Yeah, it was very, um, very Nancy and Lee inspired the music. Um, and then the, the deadpan idea for the music video was just sort of, um, I'm not sure how we got there, but I think that's part of what made it reach so many people because it's quite a voyeuristic um, thing to do, sit there and watch human beings, and you quickly realise <laughs> that human beings are the most interesting thing about anything. <laughs> That's very nicely said. That's dead right. They're the most interesting yeah. thing about anything. I know the title, yeah. Everything is Going to Be All Right, corresponds to your album title. The album winning this year's Tate Music Prize, and very deservedly, and I I also know it con corresponds to a personal struggle, which I'm about to mention. But everything is going to be all right is a great title for these times, isn't it? We just want to know that's true. Uh, yes, I I didn't want to make a sad album uh, in the end. <laughs> so it was sort of, I guess, the mantra of what I was wanting to get across to myself, I guess, but then um, also to other people, hopefully. Be a good slogan for any of the political parties in the lead up to the election, really. Every, every, everything is going to be all right. Um, a couple of years back, you moved to Waiheke Island and away from music after slipping into a slough, a slough of depression for a while, didn't you? 
Yes, I did. Um, so it was it was very um, rough time. Like I hadn't experienced that level of that illness before, so it was really kind of scary. <laughs> um, but I moved there. I moved in with my parents, and um, I sort of just had to take a break from everything for a couple of years. Uh, and it was kind of um, it kind of taught me to reconnect with just the basics of family and nature and and everything beyond I guess what I was surrounded in at the time Um, and those are things that I always valued but they became front and center of my life for a while and I guess that's sort of the album especially how it closes the closing track deals with sort of being grateful for that so you've come ashore from that leaky boat. What helped most? Or was it just time? Because time is a song on your album. It is, yeah. I think um, time is part of it. Um, for me, um, family and staying close to those who you really trust, like getting back to just going outside and doing these things that we kind of forget are really important. Yeah, you're right. Where did the name Princess Chelsea come from? Um, it came from when I first joined a band in Auckland when I was a teenager. It was called Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. And um, I think my really good friends, we were a three-piece, they just kind of nicknamed me that as a joke. Um, I think I went on a tour in a van and, like, I was the only um, person that wasn't a, a guy, a dude, um, and they thought it would be funny to nickname me that. Um, like I was the princess of the van or something, but it was like very um, tongue in cheek because people that know me quite well will know that I'm very slovenly <laughs> and very um, kind of casual um, and like kind of always covered in food. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like there's multiple <laughs> jokes behind that name, and I kind of just kept it without really sort of analysing too much about. I guess what that word conjures up and it's an interesting one because it's like it's kind of a loaded word princess I reckon oh um, yeah heavily loaded actually slovenly yeah. slovenly princess would be a good band name um, I was thinking as you were talking yeah it could, yeah, it could be like a doom metal band with like <laughs> 80 cents <laughs> <laughs> you, you know one one interesting thing is about about you is that major overseas media have reviewed your music you know papers like the guardian everybody describes Mm. it in a slightly different way if you were asked Mm. at a party from someone who had never heard you what would you say that you sing when they asked what what type of music i would say um pretty because i'm very melody driven so that's where the prettiness comes from and sparkly sounds like I like um I love orchestral sounds like block and spiels and percussion and then the sparkly 80s 80s cheesy synths that reminded my childhood so pretty sparkly um creepy but scary like I like to um sort of have the juxtaposition of light and dark heavy soft ugly pretty all that's a big part of my music and I compose it in a way that it is quite composed as it um, as I record it so it has like a quality of 
being cinematic. You're a good piano player, aren't you? I used to be. <laughs> yeah, I used to be, like, I did classical piano for, like, um, I guess the first 20 years of my life. So I got good, and I, I was very good at um, expressing, well, you know, playing technically, but I, I thought I was good at expressing things when you play, which is a big part of being a classical pianist. Um, but then I sort of fell out of it when I left home, and now I could probably get my chops up, but I'd have to practice for a while, and I'm certainly the worst player in my band. <laughs> <laughs> she was the worst player in her band. Um, yeah. But you're a person with a mega talent. You know, you've got a cult following. Well, there's got to be a better phrase for that uh, around the world. And I'm wondering, now that you've rejoined the human race, what are you going to do with all that talent? What are your plans? Um, well, I'm going to go to America for the first time in November. Um, with, I'm bringing a seven-piece band with me um, who are all better at playing than I am. Again. <laughs> And all younger. It's great. Um, and then, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sort of play all these songs live for this audience that I know I have fans, but it just kind of got kind of, it's gotten bigger lately out of nowhere. So I figured I should travel to these people and play. And I guess my focus has been like reconnecting with what I find authentic and important about being a musician. And part of it is performing. And so in some ways, like my kind of issues that I had and coming through them informed my approach to music um, to get back to the basics of music and in the same way I'd gotten back to the basics of family um, and, what, I mean, just existing on earth. <laughs> yeah, maybe, um, maybe that's armed you for the next phase of your career, actually. Maybe that, re yeah. that repositioning in your head and in your life. I mean, I just feel lucky to be where I am. Um and I, I'm just kind of want to keep making music as best as I can and, and performing as best as I can, not really worry about, you know, if, what effect it has on the audience size, I guess, just trying to not think about that stuff. Mm. Which is a very mm. healthy attitude because fame carries many perils with it. All right. Good luck with the mm. tour. We've also asked you for a song that you're listening to, that you're currently listening to, one of your favourites on your headphones, what would that be? Um, I've picked Lucinda Williams' uh, Side of the Road um, for its beautiful melody um, and its really interesting lyrics examining, like, a person's need for independence from, I assume, their partner or whoever, while also wanting to be close to them, sort of acknowledging, I think it's a song about boundaries, actually. <laughs> Before that was a buzzword. She is really rated, but she's also still underrated in my opinion. So, yeah. All right, we'll play that with great pleasure. Good luck with tour mm. number one here and tour number two in America. Lovely to catch up with your doings and, and all the best for the next year or so. Thank you so much.
Lucinda Williams and Princess Chelsea and Supporting Acts are playing this coming Thursday at Neck of the Woods in Auckland, Friday at Porridge Watson in Whanganui. On election night, they play at St Peter's Village Hall in Pākākāriki and next Sunday at San Fran in Wellington.